Stem Cells at Lunch Digested is brought to you by the Centre for Stem Cells and Regenerative Medicine at King's College London. Hello and welcome to Stem Cells at Lunch Digested. My name is Davide Danovi and I lead the cell phenotopic platform at King's College London. I have the pleasure to have here with me a, an old colleague, Jennifer Rohn, uh, who is coming to present uh, her work at our Stem Cells at Lunch. Jennifer, it's a great pleasure to have you here. Thanks for inviting me. Um, can I start by asking you about the focus of your work? Sure. Well, my work in the lab is a little bit different from my work outside the lab. But inside the lab, I work on urinary tract infection, particularly the kind that's found in elderly people, the chronic UTI, recurrent UTI. I'm very interested in how the bacteria subvert the host cell from a cell biology point of view and how it interacts. And it's a really fascinating system because the bugs just get in there and persist despite treatment. And we don't really understand why. So, so it's a really fascinating question. Right, and so uh, this is gonna be interesting. What, what is your path? So what uh, uh, is your background and uh, how did you pick the career you picked? Well, I started out as a virologist studying retroviruses. And I always wanted to be a scientist for as long as I could remember. And I did the straight path, you know, university, PhD, postdoc. And I got a little bit derailed. Uh, I ended up working in biotech for a while. Then I ended up getting on the dole because the, the company went bankrupt. <laughs> then I started writing, writing novels, writing sort of journalism. Eventually found my way back into scientific publishing right when open access was just starting. And that was quite exciting. And then finally, because I really, really miss science, I decided to go back into research. And I did that thanks to the Wellcome Trust to have this great career reentry scheme. And I've been at UCL ever since. Um, but I, I decided to leave viruses behind me as well as cancer and apoptosis and a few other things I had been working on. And now I focus on bacterial host pathogen interactions. Right, so actually Experimental Heart is a novel I recommend <laughs> if, we can, if we can pitch it here. So, so was it a natural progression that brought you to this uh, particular topic or was it? It was a little bit of chance. Uh, I was a cell biologist looking for an interesting problem because I had been working on cancer in my previous postdoc, and I, I'm interested in cancer, and, and it was sort of an esoteric, very abstract question about cell shape. And I just thought to myself, you know what, I, I'm tired of being abstract. I want to work on something that's a bit more close to home, a bit more medically relevant. And I was really, my fellowship was coming to an end, and I, I was in need of a project, and I had a few ideas. But I met um, a man at a cocktail party, and we started networking, and, and that led on to my current position. It was completely random chance. But in retrospect, it's quite clear how bacterial host pathogen interactions fits really well with my, my accumulated expertise. You know, I've got the pathogen side, I've got the cell side. It came together so beautifully and in a medically relevant way that I, I really, really appreciate. But it was total chance and it was from networking. This is why I always tell my students, get out there and network because you never know who or where or when you're going to meet the person that maybe makes your career. Definitely, I can share this. The, so you gave a sense of the importance of the work um, what are the actual application in terms of translation of what you're doing? Well, UTI is a huge problem. Uh, it, it's one of the most common infectious diseases in the world, about 150 million cases per annum, and it causes a massive healthcare burden. And this is bad enough, but now with antibiotic resistance on the rise, many uropathogens are resistant to you know, all the, the main antibiotics, and this is becoming a huge problem not only here but in the developing world. Uh, and then, of course, amongst the elderly, where it's a, an even bigger problem, You've got a lot of people with these chronic infections that are very low level, 
They don't get picked up on the standard tests, which aren't very sensitive. And in fact, there's a little bit of a problem with diagnosis at the moment because there's a guideline that the NHS has that's sort of one-size-fits-all, 18-year-old woman, you know, so the standard UTI sufferer that you think of when you think of UTI. It doesn't fit elderly people at all. They tend to have low-level infections that fall below the threshold of the of the recommended cutoff for being ill. So, you know, you could have 10 to the 4 bacteria per mill of urine, and NHS would say you're not ill. <laughs> this is despite having symptoms and being very distressed. So I think it's a, it's a not just a scientific challenge, but a moral challenge. We have sort of a, at the moment, an uneasy set of situations with the healthcare guidelines that I think are false and need to be updated. So we're busy publishing a lot of this stuff and trying to uh, maybe make some impact on changing the guidelines to make things better for everyone. It's not really a, that's not a difficult problem, but convincing doctors to do things differently than they've always done, I've, I'm finding is very difficult. Doctors are not always sort of swayed by scientific evidence. So it's interesting to see that there is a direct clinical type of output from your research work and, yeah. and uh, some sort of feedback. So well, in fact, I'm actually working on a, just about to go into clinical trials with a novel drug delivery system that we right. think will be better than oral antibiotics. It's antibiotics packaged into microcapsules that actually penetrate cells because the infections are latent within, within the cytoplasm cells and most antibiotics can't get in there. Right. So it's quite, quite exciting. I've been working with engineers to develop this alternative. Good luck with this. Sounds yeah, exciting. Yeah, the um, final question uh, to conclude is, what wakes you up in the morning? <laughs> oh, I have so many things I'm doing, as you know. I mean, I, I'm really, really excited to go into the lab. I've got a great team of people working for me. They're, they're just so clever and they, like, like great postdocs will, they'll bring along their own angle and, and I come in, I have no idea what they're doing and they bring me these wonderful data and that's just so exciting. It makes a nice change from being the scientist, experiencing all the failure firsthand in a way. It's kind of nice to be the lab head and there's always something good happening even when bad things are happening. Right. But I think what really gets me out of bed is just um, knowing that science is more important than just the stuff in the lab and I'm really interested in what's happening outside the lab and how to get scientists talking about their work and how to infiltrate sort of the public consciousness. I think science hasn't quite made it. I think we still are seen as sort of maybe mysterious or evil or half crazy people and people don't understand what we, what we do and why. And I think that's a really important message to get out. Thank you for this. So we look forward to hearing how to be a modern scientist in a, in a few minutes. And uh, thank you for staying with us at Stem Cells at Lunch Digested. And uh, till next time. Thank you, Jen. Thank you.